0: How are you now? How are you now? How How is everybody now, honestly? Um, I, I really want to know, anybody who listens to this podcast, how are you? Um, we're on episode 30 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. And anybody who listens to this podcast, I'm going to assume that you also watch Montreal Canadiens games. Um, and these things are getting so painful to watch. Uh, so unbelievably painful. Uh, hello and welcome to episode thirty of this podcast. And um, yeah, that's that's another one. The Montreal Canadiens lose five to two to the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, I'm I'm gonna do the recap. I you know before I do the recap though, real quick, I'm just gonna mention. You know, anybody who listens to this podcast, if you're sick of listening to these recaps, let me know. I mean, we can always change the format up a little bit. There's no need to necessarily go through all of these games, especially a seventh straight loss if you count overtime games, which should. Uh, they, they are, in fact, losses. <laughs> but anyways, um, the Habs, or let's do the recap. The Habs, <coughs> they jump out and uh, they honestly were a better team in the first period uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, getting more shots, getting more chances early on. But of course, that doesn't matter uh, late in the period. But... Uh, Puck bouncing all over the place. And somehow Kasperi Kapanen just bunts it in over the top of Jake Allen. Uh, I don't even think Allen knew where that was. It was bouncing everywhere. 1-0 uh, for the Penguins. And that is how the first period would end. Second period, it is a penalty festival for the Montreal Canadiens. They are on a constant parade to the penalty box. They killed off a 5-on-3, actually. Uh, my buddy Mike at Habs Laughs on Twitter give him a follow if you don't already. He made a good joke that maybe the Habs paid off the refs to call a bunch of penalties against them to make sure that their tank can stay intact. But, uh, (laughs) anyways, the end result is they were in the box a lot, and though they did kill off that 5-on-3, they took another penalty not long after that, and Christopher Letain scores to make it 2 to nothing. Uh, Seconds later, however, they hadn't even announced uh, the Letain goal yet, and uh, Jonathan Drouin gets it back. Larry Dolphins, Laurent Dauphin, steals the puck, feeds him in front. He makes it 2-1, to one. Uh, but that was also short-lived. Uh, Mike Matheson gets a point shot later on, makes it 3-1 to one for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Super late in the period, though. The Habs get some hope. They get a little bit of hope. Jesse Ilonen, a one-timer from the top of the circle, an absolute laser of the shot, reminiscent of some of the things he's been doing for the Laval Rocket in the AHL, makes it 3-2. to two. And that is how the second period would end. And it's like, okay, we got some hope here. We got a chance. But less than 30 seconds into the third period, Brian Zumoulin scores, makes it 4-2. to two. Later on, Brian Boyle scored. So two different Brian's, making sure that the Habs lose this game. And the final score, of course, is that 5-2 to two mark. Uh, not a strong game overall. I, I definitely don't think it was the worst game that they've played this season. Uh, they honestly didn't look that bad, especially uh, during the first period. They came out strong. Uh, they looked pretty good, but uh, again, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I feel like the the tank is just so strong with them right now that even when they put up uh, a decent effort, they just you know they find a way to lose. This time it was, you know, a lot of penalty trouble and a few bad giveaways and, and honestly just some opportunistic goals by the Penguins. Uh, I mean, w- what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, the Habs had two power plays in that game and Pittsburgh had five. Um, I, I think it was five. It could it could have been even more than five if I'm not counting correctly. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five power plays to two. Um, honestly, that the Habs had a power play in the second period where they came out um, and they actually... Looked a lot better than they have recently. So that was a little bit encouraging seeing them, you know, get some shots, get some good chances. Uh, I think they hit four or five posts in that game. So realistically, uh, you know, if uh, a couple of pucks are just, you know, an inch or a half an inch in a different direction, maybe that's a different game. I mean, it's hard. I'm I'm not pissed off after that game, to be honest. Uh, I am I'm, I'm kind of expecting losses at this point, and to see a few things that were encouraging, particularly that that second period power play that looked good. Um, it, it, it's encouraging. That, that that's all I can say. Um, uh, Jesse Alonen scoring his first uh, goal for the Montreal Canadiens uh, was was great. Uh, again, super, absolute laser of a shot. Um, Nice to see him get involved. Uh, Like I said earlier, he's been doing a lot of that with the Laval Rocket. Uh, They've been using his shot a lot. And if Montreal can figure out how to use his shot a little bit more, you know, he could take a step forward this season. And maybe he could become, you know, a legitimate contributor for them next year. Um, I've been saying this a lot, right? Figuring out what some guys can do and what they can't do could be kind of the key to the remainder of this season. Because let's face it, not making the playoffs unless... Unless the league shuts down again and they decide, well, we're going to do a 31-team playoff and involve the Montreal Canadiens. But let's face it, that seems uh, incredibly uh, unlikely, if not uh, impossible. But uh, anyways, silver lining of the night. Who are we going to give it to? Uh, tempting to go with uh, Alonin, uh because obviously he scored. Uh, tempting a little bit to go with that power play, even though they didn't score on the power play. Uh, but what I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Jonathan Drouin, uh, who did score and who was arguably the best player for the Habs in that game. Uh, this coming on the heels of, uh, of course, Stefan Waite, former goaltending coach for the Montreal Canadiens, came out and, uh, and had some things to say about Jonathan Dewey. Uh some, some honestly kind of ridiculous things to say about him. And uh, Alan Walsh, Drouin's agent, of course, had some things to say back. So let's talk about that a little bit. <laughs> Alan Walsh made a tweet, and he's like, How sad is it? that uh, Stéphane Waite, who got fired by the Montreal Canadiens, by the way, he just mentions that in his tweet just to make sure, in case anybody didn't know, that he used to work for the Habs and got fired, is so desperate for attention that he's going to sit there and talk about uh, Jonathan Drouin and things going on in the room as if he know what's <laughs> knows what's going on. I, I found that hilarious. Uh, Alan Walsh, he's, he's right. He's 100% right. I think Stefan Waite is uh, looking for a little bit of attention. He's looking for a little bit of shine. And he's taking an opportunity to dump on the team that fired him. And I think that's that's weak. I think, um, first of all, it's, you were the goaltending coach. I don't think you were super involved in uh, day-to-day with skaters. I don't think. Uh, I did think it was a little bit odd that Alan Walsh says that. Because, like, Alan Walsh does a podcast on Steve Dangle's Podcast Network. Uh, you like attention too, buddy. I don't think you do that podcast for the money. Because you're an agent with a, a lot of pretty high-profile clients. I think you're probably doing alright financially, so I don't think you're doing that for the money. I think you're doing that for some attention, but he was right on this one. I think that's exactly what Stefan Waite was doing. And uh, Jonathan Drouin, if he read any of that, if he heard about any of that, well, he took it to heart and he took it to heart the right way because he went out on the ice and, and performed and he looked really good. So, uh, kudos to him. Kudos to him for tuning out all the noise or, or if he did hear the noise, then uh, you know he took it the right way and uh, decided to go out there and have one of his better games of the season so far, so uh, I guess maybe what we need is for Stefan to go out and talk shit about all the Montreal Canadiens players until uh, until they all start playing better, and then maybe they make the playoffs. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. That's that's, that's not happening now, is it? I mean, uh, I, we we really got to be focusing more on uh, you know what's what's to come next year at this point. Draft lottery, for example. You know, are we going to get Shane Wright? Uh, Again, he's going to be at the World Juniors. This should be an interesting World Juniors to watch. We get to watch Caden Gooley. Um, We are obviously going to have a lot of eyes on Shane Wright as well. And the Habs, again, they're going to have a tough time competing with Arizona for that top spot in the draft lottery. But, you know, they're going to have a pretty high chance regardless. If you don't have the highest chance, then you, you're still you're still up there, right? There's there's no guarantee that Arizona's going to win it just because they finished last, and Montreal finished the second last, right? Plus, a lot of people do believe that the draft lottery is rigged, and if it was ever rigged, if if they're properly rigging it, how would you not make sure that the first pick goes to the Montreal Canadiens in a draft where they had the second best chance of winning it, anyways, hypothetically, and it's in Montreal. You'd have to make sure that they win it if it's rigged. I'm not saying it's rigged. Maybe it's rigged. If it's rigged, then you know, give us the pick. Come on, Gary. Come on. I know you don't like Canadian teams, but just give, give us a little something, something here, okay? And keep in mind, you know, as as hard as beating the Coyotes for that best for the best odds in the in the draft lottery is gonna be. Uh, you know, losing seven games straight is is definitely the the way to go, right? They're full tank at this point, Uh, as unintentional as it may be, uh, full tank, right? So my my last parting thought here is uh, I I don't understand why are we sticking with this same coaching staff throughout the entire season. I I really think it would be better to bring somebody else in. It took them thirty games to figure out that formation that they were using um, on the power play in the second period. They've never used that before. So it's like why are you just now trying new things? Why are you just now trying new things? And I'm not even just talking about the sham anymore. I'm talking about the entire coaching staff. I think if you're going to clean house, you got to clean house. Get rid of everybody. Now I understand they're going to wait at least until they get a new GM. Um, And the search, you know, appears to be dragging into next year at this point. I I don't think we're going to see anything before the new year, but uh, who knows? you know, let's keep tabs on it. Um, you all know what I think. I, I think we should have been getting rid of the coach a while ago. And frankly, at this point, I'm saying let's turn over the entire coaching staff because uh, I don't think any of them at this point have a legitimate case uh, for keeping their jobs. So that's it. Um, oh, last thought. Uh, Christopher Letain. Uh It was pointed out by Renault Lavoie uh, that he'd be very interested in seeing him in a Montreal Canadiens uniform next season. And uh, he is on an expiring contract. And He looks like he's still got quite a bit left in the tank. I'd be interested. Uh, I'd be very interested to see what the Habs could get him at. I wonder, you know, would he even be interested in coming over and being a part of a rebuild? Because I don't know how long it's going to take to rebuild the Habs to the point where they're like legitimate contenders for for the Cup or, or even for the playoffs. Who knows? But if he came over, he would be a significant help on defense. I was watching him in that game, and, and he looked good, really good. Uh, still got his legs about him. So, I mean, I'd be very interested. If that's a possibility, I'd be very interested. Uh, as a hometown guy, maybe you're, you're one who cares about that kind of stuff. Maybe you're one who doesn't. But let's face it, uh, you know, if, if they can get him at the right price, he's, he's a great player and he's uh, he's local. So, uh, you know, great selling point for, uh, for a lot of people. And at the same time, could be somebody that might get a little bit more uh, puck moving savvy on the blue line. Anyways, I'm for it at the right price. You know, if you uh, let's say they add Shane right in the off season, and they also add Chris Le, Chris Letain, Uh you know, it could be a quick rebuild. Maybe maybe they could be in playoff contention at least within the next couple of years. Who knows, right? Uh, that's it for today. We're running what uh, a little over thirteen minutes. So uh, gros soirée pour les employés de soutien. Uh, we are on Spotify. We're on Google Play. We're on Apple uh, Megaphone. I'm on Twitter at MT, Drop me a follow. I would appreciate it very much. Drop me a DM if you want. Again, I really want to know, are people still interested in hearing the recap whatsoever? I'm kind of flying through them at this point because the games are so uh, mundane at times that I don't really want to spend a lot of time you know, recapping plays and stuff like that, but uh, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested in hearing your thoughts. Let me know. Are you interested in hearing the recaps or would you prefer that I go straight into the silver linings and stuff like that? I don't know. Anyways... As always, we'll be back after the next game, which is against the Philadelphia Flyers on Thursday. So, until then, à la prochaine.